We are live. Hello and welcome to another episode of Founder Hacks, our podcast where we share something we've seen, something we've read and something we've learned that's been a source of inspiration to us or the founders and entrepreneurs that we work with. Let me start by saying hello to Anthony Enright. Hi Ben, hi Alex. And an equally lovely hello to Alex Moore. Hello, a little bit of a groggy Alex Moore today, so apologies, you know, but I'll do my best because, you know, I always turn up for you guys, you know, you know, you're an angel. Yeah, well, there's 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 entrepreneurial spirit soldiering on in the face of great adversity. We are inspired. Um, thank you for being with us, Alex. Um, so this this week's um, theme, um, as, as our listeners know, we get together, we share stories that we've collected from our uh, our lives working in and with a lot of entrepreneurial businesses. And we collect these stories and usually there's a theme that reveals itself to us and and this week's theme we've felt is about reaping what you sow um it's a stories that just inspire us around um those little seeds you've put in place in the history of your business uh, that then later you have the opportunity to harvest for your benefit so um i believe i'm starting us off today with something i've seen and uh what i've seen in this last week um is that I'm estimate I often <laughs> I often feel criticized sometimes because I am a great believer in going the extra mile yeah I'll often be the one to think no let's let's dazzle the client let's go absolutely that little bit further than we need to every time if we possibly can um and you know sometimes you get a bit of resistance to that you know and, and people don't want to go that far not always but but occasionally but for me, I just had a little experience this last week of, of just why that's always been such a passion for me because we had a situation where something went wrong. Things go wrong, it happens, right? Something went wrong. And what was very interesting in the depths of this is we got a little bit of feedback where someone t- said, said, well, look, do you know what? I've heard about you guys by reputation. I've heard how you roll. So do you know what? I trust you that you know, gave us the chance to fix it. And for me, it was just a lovely little reminder of how important it is just to make sure that reputational bank account is kept well filled because you never know when you're going to have to make a withdrawal uh, and you don't want to go into an overdraft on it. So for me, it was a, a great example of just those little things you do that just go the extra mile, delight someone when you don't need to often, I think. Uh, in unexpected ways and when you need it most um, may come back uh, uh, and support you so that was my experience quite a simple one um, but what do you think chaps Alex Moore Jem I love that reputational bank account um, I like that mine's mine's pretty low at the moment but uh, I could do with a do with a couple <laughs> of deposits I could tell you but I do love that um, you know I'm reminded of um, the sort of the, the you know uh, my restaurant business that I was involved in, you know, I always had this little kind of uh, philosophy about aiming for perfection, but you settle for the high nineties and that's okay. Cause I think if it's aim for perfection and only, only settle for perfection, I mean, nothing will ever get done. So I'm, I'm like, that's what I, I, I felt that that really held us in good sense. When you were talking there, I just thought, yeah, aim for perfection, settle for the high nineties. And then, you know, I am, I'm also reminded of my time in Japan 
and they have this expression of yarikata, you know, the way of doing, and that the way of doing something simple but doing it well, the taking the pride, taking pride in doing it well, whether that be, you know, I was a, I was building log houses for a while, I was sweeping up, that was one of the first, very Shinto, and I was allowed mm. to sweep up. And I was told how to sweep and I was told to take pride in sweeping well. And when I was good at sweeping well, I was allowed to do the next job. And it's a very kind of, I don't know, unique to Japanese culture, but it's very Japanese, that thinking. And I, I have applied that to everything I do, you know, boring stuff like, you know, writing. I had to write to the council about my council tax yesterday and make sure that it's done. It's a nice email and I'm courteous. And, you know, I take pride in doing boring things and that makes them less boring. And uh, I feel there's something to do with that, you know, this whole reaping what you sow, you know, is, is planting the seed and looking after it properly and taking pride in how the seed is planted. There you go. Mm. Anthony. I, that. I mean, that very oh. Japanese. Um, yeah, I think on this one, I think it's about having a, a high standard, isn't it? And about wanting to um, over-exceed people's expectations. And I think, and I too have I've done a lot of that in the past. But I think the... Certainly my experience of late is is that when you're thinking about reaping what you sow, it's as long as you're doing it with the best intention. If you're doing it expecting to get something back, you can feel let down. And, and I've had a couple of experiences of that recently where I think I've gone over and above for somebody and it hasn't quite been reciprocated. And actually, I've just had to check myself and go, that wasn't your reason for doing it. The reason for doing it was because it was the right thing to do, not because you were expecting to get something back. Um, so I think as long as you go into it with eyes wide open and, and knowing that you're doing it with the best intention and not expecting something back, I think often that's when you do get things back. And I'm reminded of a time where uh, I had huge cash flow problems in my business. Um, and for some reason, and I always just used to keep the bank close. And, um, and I remember in our sort of network, our community, a lot of people were saying quite bad things about banks and how badly they were treated. And I just thought, no, no, I just, you know, why am I treating the bank badly? Let's, you know, they, they expect, you know, management accounts every month. They expect certain things to be in, in certain positions. We do that and meet them every quarter and uh, and treat them like a supplier um, and treat them like a customer rather. And and then I remember when with these huge cash flow problems, one day I just got to the end of my tether and I called my relationship manager and said, these are my issues. And they just said, don't worry about it. We'll sort it out for you. And I was like, wow, wow. Like having no, I thought this is it. This I, I don't know how I'm going to overcome these cash flow issues, and they were literally, literally like, "No, we trust you. It's fine. We can extend what we've got for you, um, and let's put a plan in place to, to to get you know to resolve this issue." I was like, "Amazing, um, unbelievable." Yeah. There was one other learn on this for me, which I'd just love to get your very quick reactions on because we should probably move on. But um, because the other thing about this, of course, is. We, we all live in worlds that are perhaps a lot smaller than we think they are. Mm. And what was extraordinary is this this piece of feedback we got about where this person had heard about the reputation was through the most extraordinary route that you never would have imagined. And I remember once, because this, this this thing works in the opposite way round too, right? I, I remember once saying to a, 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 someone on the team I was working with, please don't send that email to that person. And they were like, why? It's because there's one line in this email that could be misinterpreted if it fell into someone else's hands. Um, and it was about expenses. And it said, oh, please give us an estimate of your maximum expenses for this project. And I said, ah, ah, that read in a different way looks like we may, we may be trying to fleece expensive. They said, oh, that's nonsense. And they ignored me. 
three weeks later, the client in question came back and went, you're getting all your people to charge up the maximum expenses they can. How dare you? Which, of course, wasn't what they were saying at all, but it got misinterpreted. So I think we, yeah, maybe it's an experience thing, but like over the quite long time now I've been doing this, I'm always taken aback by how things get passed around people within an industry or a space and you've got to be so careful and that works both positively it does work negatively too so <laughs> tread with caution i think well, i, I think you've seen that Adam? yeah i think now more than ever you know someone's watching right whether it's yeah um you know where you know i have people come up to me and, and say oh yeah yeah i saw you the other day and you were doing this and oh how was this and how was that and you're like how on earth do you know about these things and it's just a reminder that, 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 especially now more than ever, is that there's always someone watching. And you don't know who anybody is, right? So, um, you know, those, those, those famous sort of video clips of, you know, running late for a meeting and, and, and arguing with somebody as you enter reception and then getting a lift. And then you realize the person that you've just argued with is interviewing you for that role. You know, it's like, um, it's, it's just trying to keep calm, isn't it, around you? You never know. You never know. Well, we should move on. We should move on. I believe, and you've read something um, that you'd like to share around. I have. Um, I have read something. And what I've read, actually, over the last weekend is messages of support. Um, so um, whilst I think my phone can be a curse and the amount of messages that can come through is overwhelming at times, when you get messages of support, I think, wow, that isn't isn't that a great use of technology? And I love WhatsApp now. <laughs> um, and it's just ultimately um, a situation occurred over the weekend, and um, something went wrong when we didn't expect it to go wrong, um, and and I just got messages of support, sort of almost saying, "We've got your back. Can we have a conversation? How can we help? What can we do?" And I just thought wow, you know, talk about reaping what you sow is that, is that, you know, when, when the chips are down, when do you get, when do you get those messages of backup and support when most of the time you'd expect people to just walk away and let you get on with it. And I guess the founder hack for me is, is when do we do that? You know, as entrepreneurs, as founders, when do we do that? When do we, for, for our teams around us, when, when something's not quite going right or, um, when the chips are down, when do we send those messages of encouragement or those messages of I've got your back or, you know, what can I do to help? Because um, they're incredibly powerful, but I think so underplayed now in today's world. Whereas in, in the past, you might have got a letter, right, <laughs> which may have taken a few days to get to you. But now we've got this instant ability to be able to, um, you know, give people our support. And I just wonder how often we do that. I don't think it's that innate in our culture that we do that enough. Um, and uh, and I just thought, what a powerful, very simple but powerful tool as founders and entrepreneurs. What, what, what do you think, Alex? Yeah, I think you use that word culture. I think is the culture of your business where people, you know, are you fostering a culture where people praise publicly and criticize privately. And I think that's an interesting thing. It's okay to criticize somebody, but maybe that doesn't need to be done in an open forum in a point scoring. But yeah, how often does, you know, I... I an open forum to say well done to someone or show their appreciation. I've been on some, uh, been some, been some stuff with you guys, and I think Ben Ben's particularly good in a couple of uh, things we've done where you show gratitude. Everyone in a room will show gratitude to somebody else in the room about what it's like to work with that person. You know, and it just it's really nice. It's really nice to see people smile and and you know, 
and, and you know the opposite it can be such a horrible toxic thing and where people will wake up and think oh it's monday morning oh god i have to go to work and i think if you have a nice culture where people you do take time out to thank someone it you know it's it's great and i you know when i'm in a bad mood and you know i go into one of my restaurants and there's this these awful reviews and somebody just like somebody you know forgot something and they get all mad and you say oh god and then you it's so soul destroying sometimes i feel like i can only look at reviews when i'm in a good mood actually because it's so i could like if i'm in a, not in a good mood it can really get me down and then you read a nice one and the difference is so massive it's you know what a lovely time and then and then i will share that with everyone and say hey look at this fantastic review this person that was their second night in and look at this and, and everyone's happy so yeah that's my thing that's the, my uh that's that's my take on it. Ben, do you have a do you have a different take? Well, it's interesting because it is again it's reaping what you sow, right? Because what was interesting to me about Anthony's story was that when he needed it, this support emerged, and I, I and I know Anthony, and I know what it is, and it's because he's put the effort in, he's sown the seeds of those relationships, so that people are there and ready to step up and offer that support when it's needed and probably i don't know this in 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 the story you shared and but probably at a time where actually you're not really in a place to go around asking for it because you're in the middle of something right we it's easy to forget when you're stressed and things are hard to ask for that support but how wonderful if you've sowed no seeds so that support starts presenting itself to you when you need it without you having to ask and it's those little messages of support it's what can i do to help it's you know those offers that that come and i think it's a great example of reaping what you sow do do we put the effort in when we don't need to so that that support is there when we do need it i think it's a good learn there as well as something you've read it's a good learn too (laughs) um very good very good shall we uh press forwards um, I think, I believe, uh, Alex, you've learned something too that you'd like to, to share this week. Yeah, this was, this was uh, shared by a very good friend of mine um, who I'm very fond of. He, he gave me this one. I won't pretend it's mine, but um, he was talking about a company he's connected to and they just spent a lot of money on some super duper sort of showbiz style strategist to come into the business and they brainstormed and they sat down, they all got excited. And they, he came up with all these, you know, he brought all these wonderful ideas out. And by the end of the day, they had a, just a smorgasbord of, of brilliant ideas and cost them quite a lot of money. But he felt, ah, okay, that's great. Could have probably come up with all those themselves. This is great. This is, these are a bunch of new ideas on top of a bunch of old ideas. Yep. Okay. But really what the com- company needs now is, is implementation. So, you know, that's, that's the thing. If you think of an idea as a seed, maybe you have too many seeds, you can't look after them properly, where maybe the execution, the nurturing of the seed is the thing you need to focus on. What comes to fruition? What, what you are implement? Talk is cheap, right, gentlemen? Um, and it's just this idea of quality ideas beautifully implemented. And that's the, cha- that's the thing that will drive change inside a business. I thought it was very interesting. Any comments? Who wants to go first? I'm reminded of someone once asked, what's the difference between creative and inventive? Um, you know, inventive is, is, is being inventive is to 
have ideas about things, have ideas about solutions. Maybe being creative is is the act of creating them, is the act of making them real, from taking them out of your head to something that exists in the world. So therefore, let us be more creative than inventive, uh, because certainly in, in businesses, that's the only thing that matters. Ideas are to a penny. Mm. Um, I'm sure we've all had that experience, haven't we, of, of you know, people constantly throwing ideas at you. And I must admit, I'm often, I'm more interested in the idea that I feel is going to be the one that happens as opposed to something that might be a brilliant idea, but but just you just can't see it happening. Um, even working with teams, I, I remember once having to say to someone, um, I'd rather have a hundred percent buy into a plan that's eighty percent good than fifty percent buy into a plan that's a hundred percent perfect. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd, I'd much rather have everyone super motivated to do it than not really very motivated at all towards okay, something that might be perfect. Uh, it's a really good argument for why when you're doing problem solving or strategy you should really engage your team you should really get your team to come up with it if you can because if they've come up with it they'll be much more likely to do it yeah whereas if you're just marching in there like sam i am right do this do that and they're not gonna do it oh bloody i don't, I don't want to um i reminded of a, a, a an hrd of a very very big company and they paid a very expensive consultant millions of pounds um, to, to, to create this new strategy for some part of their business and um, they took this massive fat report and they took it into all the different parts of their business and they gave it to all the people and the people said nah don't fancy it and they went back to the consultant and said well what do we do now and the consultant said don't know <laughs> don't know what do you do now <laughs> Start I don't know I'm off on holiday I'm off on holiday for six months yeah. <laughs> yeah. so yeah I think it's, it's uh, yeah it definitely is all about the execution. Um, tell me, what do you reckon, Ant? Yeah, and I, I, I see it a lot. You know, I see. Well, I see it in in various ways, and I think if you've got somebody, and I'll, I'll use your terminology, I love that, uh, Ben. If you've got somebody who's incredibly inventive, you know, it's obviously a sweet spot for them, and it's it's very, you know, it's very normal, and and they they feel very comfortable to keep coming up with the ideas and keep coming up with the ideas, but actually, you know. It's it it can be to the detriment of the overall business because, um, you know, I have a little saying: "Finished beats perfect." Alluding to your point mm. there, Ben, is is that actually we're we're looking for <clears throat> perfection, and you're only going to know how good something is when you actually create it and when you actually execute against it. And so there can be that fatigue over all these ideas that are happening, but actually, just pick one and and test it out and go and create it and deliver it, execute and check in on it. And see whether it works or not for your business, um, <clears throat> because otherwise, you know, goodness me, I mean, people can really spend an awful lot of time thinking about strategy rather than actually putting a very simple strategy in place and executing against it, um, and and that's what will move you forward as an organisation. I've seen that a lot over the last four or five years. Is that that's where the differentiation is in growth businesses is actually simplifying the, the strategy and just executing and testing what's working and what isn't. Um, and otherwise, you, you know, it can be really painful looking for the, the, the most perfect idea and you simply don't know whether it's perfect or not till you start executing against it. So pick one and go for it. Um, 
and uh, and as a result, you know, to, to bring it back to our theme, you will reap what you sow from that perspective in that you just pick one, go for it and see and, and test and see what happens. That's where I think, you know, having a really good COO when a business can afford it is yeah. one of the key hires of a business as it grows. Getting that person in and the COO is all about the implementation, beautiful implementation. And when, you know, that's, that for me, it's what, I, what I've seen is when, it, when that, that hire is wrong, a business can often not reach its potential. So, hmm. I think it's, a, I think that's an, I think that's an awesome point, Alex, um, because everybody has their role to play, don't they? within the mm. business and you do need people who are going to be inventive but you do need people who are going to be creative and you do need executors um and and it's all about having the right people even as a small business you've got to identify i think early on who's the ideas person who's the creative who's the person holding everybody account to, to deliver against it because you might not be able to afford a coo at that point um mm. but certainly when you can I, I couldn't agree more and i would be careful because e execution can't be delegated to one person I've seen too many businesses do that. And they think, oh, right, we've got the COO now, execution's his job. No, 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 or her job. But no, 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 execution is a whole company operation and involves every single person in it, and no one gets swapped out. Um, certainly in a smaller business, maybe when you run in Amazon. You know, I, I saw a little Jeff Bezos quote today, which says, you know, that as their company grew now, the senior folks, we're only working three years in the future. Like, no one who reports to me should be dealing with the current quarter everyone's everyone's sowing sowing seeds for the future which i thought was a really interesting take in a big company but in a smaller company i just think yeah i've seen too many um founders and ceos think they can delegate execution fully too early so maybe a cautionary tale there for you i don't know like it um, yeah and i and, and i think that's a great point as well is that you know in a, in the corporate world yes you have a whole team that's looking at you know future quarters and future years but I still think, you know, that that's where it's important to understand who's playing what role because you still need somebody who's not worrying about this quarter. Now, that's that's down to, as you say, Ben, the team. But who is worrying about six months? Who is worrying about next year? Um, and certainly the sooner you can get to that position, the easier you're going to you're going to make it to, uh, to to grow your business. Very nice. Very nice. Any any summarizing thoughts, Mr. Moore, on that one? Yeah, I just like finished. What's that? Finished beats perfect. Is that right? Yeah. 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 That's my finishing thought. I love that. I've written that down. And be a good tattoo, wouldn't it? On my arm. Anyway, <laughs> I'll leave you with that thought. <laughs> Found a hack tattoo. Maybe one day. All right. Well, listen, I'll do my best um, as ever to summarize some, 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 some cool learning. Um, in this week's Founder Hacks. So, do you keep your reputational bank account in a healthy balance. You never know when you may find yourself making a withdrawal and often that will be at a time you need it the most. Does it come from doing the simple things for your customers, for your team and your contacts, doing the simple things really well and going over and above because it's right not to curry favour may be great ways to keep your account in healthy credit. Do you appreciate messages of support when the chips are down and you've sown the seeds of those relationships, the support emerges right when you need it without you having to ask. Equally, are you someone who's ready to send a message of support 
when a friend or a colleague needs it? Could you build it into the culture of your business so your whole team can learn how to show gratitude and help everyone feel part of your mission? Ideas may be the seeds of great progress, but without nourishing them with commitment to implementation, you may never get to harvest the results. Sometimes the outcome may actually depend on the process used to create them. Solutions that are developed engaging the team responsible for doing it may well end up working better and maybe full buy-in will always trump the perfect idea because let's face it, finished beats perfect every time. Some great fan hacks, guys, uh, as always. So it, it, it remains to say uh, a massive thank you as ever to uh, Mr. Alex Moore. Thank you for teaching me some interesting stuff today, you two. Oh, likewise, likewise. And uh, and an equally massive thank you to Anthony and Ryan. Oh, thank you both. Uh, a quick reminder, as always, if you do want a little notification when a new fan of hacks has come out, uh, you can hop over to our website at www.atomics.co.uk and sign up for our mailing list where you'll get a little, a little note. Um, when a new founder hacks is available for your delectation um until next time though i've been ben thomas this has been founder hacks and thanks very much indeed for listening <laughs>